What is going on, everybody? We're back with another episode. And before I get to uh, what we're going to talk about today, I just wanted to uh, talk about why I've been out for the last couple weeks. I've been on a cruise with my fam and haven't really been posting anything that much. So that explains the absence. But we're going to get right into it. I got a special guest with me today. He's my boy, my best friend. He goes to Central Connecticut. He is the, should I say, bench or starter? <laughs> Come on, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. But he plays for Central Connecticut. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce Andre Snotty. Say what up, boy. What's good? What's good? What it do? Thank you for having me on this podcast. Anytime, anytime. I'm excited to talk about what we're going to talk about. <laughs> well, first, I wanted to ask you a question. Who you think is taking it all from March Madness? March Madness, ah. Give me at least five teams. Actually, no. Give me four teams. I had a feeling this question might have came up. Um, So, definitely I like Kansas. I think that's definitely the favorite. I think a lot of people pick Kansas. I think Kansas is just like, they're they're very experienced. Um, They got the player of the year. Uh, I think I think they have a really good shot at winning it. Uh, I like Baylor, too. The way Baylor plays, just defensively, they're really, they're really hard to score on. They're really tough. I like Baylor. Um, who else? I think Duke too. I'm not gonna lie. The way AJ Griffin, Paulo, the way they've been playing, Coach K's last year, I think they're gonna give it a shot. I think those three teams have a really good shot. I'm but I do tell, like sleeper teams too. I'm gonna tell you mine my four right now is gonna be number one, UNC. And nah. UNC, because I'm very high on RJ RJ Davis. I don't think I don't know. I don't think UNC is is You talk about a well rounded enough um, to win to win this year, but they might prove me. I'll go. Wrong. I'll go. I'll go. UNC. I'll go. Duke. I'll go. Gonzaga. Oh, Gonzaga too. And, I, and I'll go probably. Baylor. So pretty much those teams that you took out of mind. Yeah. If we see Gonzaga, Gonzaga. If we see Gonzaga and Baylor again this year, that would be big because it's gonna be back to back. What do you think yeah. about that St. John's and, and Villanova? Honestly, St. John's had that yeah. number. For all that hype about Villanova, St. John's really gave it to them. Yeah, I mean, I, I was supposed to go to that game actually. Um, I think. I think St. John should have won that game. Um, I think Posh getting in foul trouble when they was up in the second half that, by like 13, Yeah, but they 14. also, they were up. They were up. They were up. They were up. They gave it up. And then Posh got in foul trouble and he had to come out. I think that that played a huge, huge role. And then that 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 final call, the foul call that everybody's talking about that wasn't a foul. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that, that's, <laughs> that, a, that, that's a tough call to make. Yeah, that is. There was contact, mm. so it's it's just like... The ref has to. I think the ref has to make that call in that scenario. But it's definitely a tough call to make down the stretch. But I would say that it's a foul. I would say it was a foul, and you got to make that call. You think right you call. think the game would have been different if he didn't make that call, or you think Villanova still would have found the way? No, I think if they didn't make that call, St. John's would have won the game because they would have got the rebound and would have shot some free throws, and they would have been good. It would have been good. Now, yeah. I don't know that that was such a big game for St. John's, especially with Villanova and how good Villanova's always been and yeah, their history of always. Just having a stacked team. Um, but on to you. Uh, before I ask you, you know, about college life and, you know, what you've been experiencing, let's get to what made you, like, get into basketball and, like, you know, just life around basketball. Like, what made you pursue a career in basketball? Because a lot of people, you tend to see, like, they start off with, like, other sports yeah, and then yeah. they stick to one sport. Like, what made you, like, stick to basketball? Well, football was actually my first sport. And... That's what I wanted to play growing up. I just love football so much. Then I got hurt. My mom didn't want me to play anymore. It was one of those scenarios. So then I wasn't playing football as much. And then I kind of just, elementary school, picked up a basketball. 
um, that, that was really it. Picked up basketball, wanted wanted to play, just wanted to give it a shot, see how it is, and then I just never stopped loving it since then. Everybody kind of knew the talent that you had. I mean, I mean, if you want to start back to like elementary school, one twenty nine. Those yeah, are the days. Not over the days. You had that, and then I mean, because the team you had was crazy. No, we did. That have, was you. We did have a good team. That was. Our boy Justin, our boy Jose, Ali, Ali, Ali. yeah, we, Um, and everybody balled out. Yeah, like that. That was a year. I mean, and also we that year we had lost um one of our true friends, uh, Christian Malave. So when we had to play the game, uh, after he had passed away, that was even more because everybody kind of like stood as one. And remember, you guys were you guys were losing at one point and came back. So that that even added more like like you know hype to it. Um, we just knew we had to win that game for him. Yeah, like we had exactly. Away and, we did. Um, and then you know, once uh, we graduated elementary, then it got onto junior high school, and then we all kind of started, you know, playing in this church league called Saint Fidelis. Mm-hmm. There's something about Saint Fidelis though that kind that, and I'm not gonna say because I was playing way out, but it was just something that we we got we got more into it like yeah. it was more we started playing these teams and in the beginning we took it serious we took it we didn't really take it serious in the very beginning but once we started like getting playing these other teams and we and you know it wasn't we were like win and lose some like it yeah. wasn't like we would go on a streak and then we would lose it was always you know win lose win lose but then we started developing a a, a bond what was it about St. Fidelis for you that kind of like that you'll never forget well, I think I think a big a big part of it was we were all we were all really close. We were we were connected. You, me, you, John, even Josh, like we like all the guys. We were really close with each other. We hung out off the court, on the court. We was close. So I think that definitely played a part. It just made us all want to play and stick together and stuff like that. And we played three years for St. Fidelis, and I feel like each year it just has it's gotten more fun for us and stuff like that. And we just really wanted to compete. We really, we wanted to compete. Even our last year. You remember the whole situation with Justin's cousin? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what what team was it that he got kicked out uh, of the gym? OBS. OBS. Oh, I, I feel game. like I don't know. I, the ref had it had something against us. We had a ref that was literally looking at a kid that was um standing behind standing behind the the half the half court line. Uh they should have called it a backcourt, never did. Um you had our people, our fans, kind of like yelling at the ref, like, yo, make some calls. A lot of calls weren't being made in our favor, but were made in their favor. Mm-hmm. Um, that resulted in, you know, our point guard, Justin, his cousin, getting thrown out the His cousin got thrown out. The yeah. gym. Then and you then had our dad, coach. coach got, yeah, got suspended dad. for playoffs and stuff like that. It was just a... It was a mess, was but a mess. those, again, those are something that you'll never forget, um, especially when you're playing with, you know, your people your kid your friends that you grew up with um you're putting on for a whole town and uh as we started you know getting more a little bit of popularity of people around like our school would always know um and we always had like run-ins with this with this other team it's called holy trinity it was always always something with them um that was probably the rival yeah that was a rival school yeah yeah we just yeah yeah, we didn't never that much we didn't didn't like like us but they were never but it was was always It was always something with them that we just we couldn't get past them. Yeah. We could not get past them, and I. There was one game where their center who who was always killing us, but there was one game where he never where he didn't play, and we were like, "Now nah, we got it. We got it in the bag. Like we gotta beat them," and we couldn't. <laughs> we were like, "Fuck." Um, but after that, going on to high school, I know you ended up going to um, 
Anthony. Yeah. But before St. Anthony's, Holy you went Cross. to Holy Cross. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you ended up transferring to 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 St. Anthony's. What what made you go from? Because I understand like Holy Cross, Holy Cross was was the yeah. one for you to go to. Yeah. But then you ended up making the shocking decision to go to St. Anthony's. What what was it? Like, well, that what had decision? a lot to do with just me moving in general. Um, I was in Queens when I went to Holy Cross, and then the summer the summer after my freshman year. Uh, we had moved to Long Island, so it was going to be hard to commute from Long Island to Holy Cross every day. And I was getting recruited to go to, to St. Anthony's High School. And it was kind of like a new beginning. I'd never been to Long Island before. So I went to go visit the school. It was really big. It had a nice track. I remember seeing the track and, and the gym and just everything. And I fell in love with St. Anthony. So then, so then I just decided I'm going to go there for my next three years. And it turned out to be probably my one of my better decisions that I've made in life. Was there another high school that you were getting recruited to, or was uh, that the only one? Yeah, uh, there was a couple. There was a couple in the league. So Long Island has a little league. Um, it was St. Mary's. I was thinking about them. St. Dominic's. I was thinking about them, too. And Holy Trinity. It was, th- it was those three schools. But then I ended up making the decision to go to St. Anthony's. And you guys won a, a chip, right? We did. We won yeah. one my sophomore year and my senior year. Shit. Definitely. Time. Times to remember, for sure. What's your, what's your out of your, your four years there? What's what's your best year there? My best year as far as like stats though, not like just like overall. My senior like, year, my senior year, definitely. Okay, I had I had the biggest role. Um, sophomore year, I was, was kind of younger, so I played behind some guys because they were older. They were seniors. I was a sophomore. I still started some games. Junior year, I I had the bigger role. I had to really do a lot more. But then senior year is when I had like younger guys on my team and stuff like that. And I had a I was really the captain. I was really the captain captain my senior year. So I definitely had the biggest roles, more fun, and just winning the championship was just something I'll never forget. Definitely. Was was the I'm not gonna say like the lights, but obviously within your senior year you started getting a little bit more attention and yeah. a little more like popularity. Was when did you start noticing like the attention span? Because you obviously you said your senior year was your best year, but when was it? When did it really pop off? Yeah, well, I was never really worried about none of the attention at all. Actually, I just focused on trying to win games. And that's that was that was the main focus from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. Um, I mean, senior year when I started playing point guard, and we started winning some games, being some tough schools. Then I would then I would say the attention came a little bit, but I was never really focused on the attention. I didn't really I didn't really care about the attention. And then after you graduated, you ended um you ended up committing to Central Connecticut. Was there any other colleges that you were like getting attention from? There were other schools, but I before. I, before I um, went to Central Connecticut, I also went to St. Thomas More, which was a... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, I feel like that was that was a good decision. I yeah. felt like that when that was a decision, people were kind of like, okay, like they weren't really strong about... Because I, I even told um, some of my people that, that you know about yeah. it, and they were like, wait, why? And then I was like, if you think about it, guys, like you said, Kyrie, right? Yeah. For example, Kyrie did uh, made that decision... Um, I I ran, I had a few others, but I fucking it came on my mind, um, and then it was for a year though, right? Yeah, it was just for one year. I think it, I think it was good. It was a good decision because um, prep school just mirrors college. It's kind of like the same thing. Um, so I think I think it was really it was it was a good decision going there. I, li- I like being there. Um, I I built some relationships there that I'll never forget either. So then after you uh, decided to go to St. Thomas More, do you think if you didn't go to St. Thomas More, you would have still got like enough attention? If I didn't go to St. Thomas More, um, it's hard to it's hard to say, hard to make that statement. But um, 
Maybe I would have. I, I don't know. Because I remember you telling me that you were like, yo, I got to settle for Division One. Yeah. So, like, if you didn't make Definitely. if you didn't make that move to St. Thomas More, you think you still would have got a Division Division mm. One? Maybe, maybe not. I'm not sure. I wouldn't be able to. I'm not sure. I don't know what would have came late. Maybe some schools would have came late. I, I have no idea. But during the time, it was just, let's go to prep school. Let's work on our game, get better. And then the, I'll go to college year after that. Also, because I had a late birthday and I was very young. So I was able to do that. So when, after your first year at St. Thomas More, when was it that you started getting, like, calls? Like, not even calls, but when you started getting noticed from, like, Central Connecticut, all these other Division One schools? Well, it was definitely hard because of the COVID year. That really messed up everything. So schools would usually come and watch our workouts in the beginning um, of our workouts. They would come. They would come by no matter where they're at. They'll take a plane, whatever, because my coach is a legendary coach, so he knows. Um, he knows a lot of guys and stuff. So that's what would happen if there wasn't COVID. But since there was COVID, coaches would have to watch on the live stream, which which really changed the whole perspective. It's everything. hard, yeah, because they're def- not physically there to yeah, see it's what you're hard. doing. So, so they can't see you, and you look smaller on on the live stream than you are in person. You look skinnier, like it definitely plays a part. But um, first workout I had, um, it was actually Fordham. Fordham gave me the call. They texted me. They said they were very interested in me and uh, Atlantic Ten School. If you don't know where Fordham's from, it's Atlantic Ten. Um, they, they they texted me first. That was like the first couple of days of workouts. And ever since then, there's more schools slowly and slowly watch me play, watch me work out, stuff like that. And I've just been, they've been texting, calling, Zoom calls and all of that. All of that. So then after after that, when did uh, Central Connecticut, like, when did they come in and when was it that you were like, yeah, I'm going here? Like, so, or what was it, actually? So it's funny because when I, f- Central Connecticut was actually my first, first division one over but it was a different coach there at the time and the coach happened to have gotten fired after the end of his season so after he got fired um there was a new coach that came in which is my coach currently and he was at fairfield so i was being recruited to go to fairfield too but then he got the job at central connecticut and he said yo once i get the job at central connecticut i'm picking you up i want you and and me and him had a good relationship when he was at fairfield like we was talking we was, we, we was cool so then he said, as soon as I get the job, whatever, I'm gonna offer you and I want you to I want you to be a part of this program. So then he got the job, uh called me ASAP, he said, Yo, I told you it was gonna happen. So then after that, gave it like what, probably a day or two and I said, Yo, I wanna go somewhere I'm wanted, so let let's do this. So then that's when I committed to Central Connecticut. Is there any and if there is, is there any college that you were like, damn, yeah, maybe I should maybe I could have went there as well. Nah, looking back at it, I'm happy I made the decision I I made because I want to go somewhere. Um, I'm, I want to go somewhere I'm wanted. And this is like a message to like younger guys getting recruited and stuff like that. You never wanna, you never wanna have to, you never, you always want to make sure that the coach that's recruiting you like generally likes you like on and off the court. Like you want to make sure you have a relationship because it's not just basketball at the end of the day. You want to be able to talk to your coach about anything. So. Um, it's really important, and I can't stress this enough, to go somewhere where you're wanted. Go somewhere where they where they really want you and they really care about you. Don't just go somewhere just because of the basketball, the name, and stuff like that, because that's not going to help you. It's not going to help you develop or none of that. So I think I made the best decision going to Central just because of the fact that I feel like he really he just wanted me. Like, he wanted me. Yeah, I think uh, that's a lot of the young kids nowadays. They get that confused. Yeah. They, they, they're in a position where they're able to choose, and it's like, yo, I want to go to Duke, for example, because it's Duke. Or I want to go to UNC. Never take that. Never be afraid to go to a college where it's like, for example, let's say 
if you would have had the chance to go to like, like, give me like a name of a college that nobody really like that's not really on the limelight when it comes to like March Madness, um, like shit, it's popping up on the TV, Iowa. Like you don't really think about. You, I, I ask you, give me the top five teams, college teams. They they won't put Iowa there. So if you get recruited by like Iowa, for example, and they're not really talked about like that, don't be afraid to put yourself in that position. Be like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm go to Iowa because you never know. You might be the you might be that one guy that takes them over that 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 leap that puts that giving the the attention. I mean, that's that that's that's a big part too. I just feel like I just feel like you can't be afraid to be a star wherever you go. Like yeah. that that's big. Like don't be afraid to show out wherever you go. You don't have to go to the best school in the country to make a name of yourself. Like you can go wherever and people will find you. That's definitely that's huge too. Don't be afraid to be a star. So as we're recording this, we're literally on watching our TV. Not watching so it, but it's no yeah. is noticing we're we're noticing that they're showing uh players walking into uh Duke's facility. Um, we got Duke and Barclay uh, Center. Well, Barclay Center. Sorry, 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 sorry. I, I take, um, it's Virginia Tech and, and Duke ACC and tournament Duke. championship. Yep. Who do you think's taking that? I like Virginia Tech. I'm not gonna lie. Virginia I, do like Virginia, I do like Virginia Tech. They're a sleeper. I think, I think they upset Duke tonight. I do. You think so? I think so. Mm. I think we're gonna I see. I think we're gonna see an upset. It could be. It could be. Um, especially after tonight. Duke's last loss against UNC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, that kind of, I, I can see that being a start to them, like just going down, downhill, but you never know with Duke. Yeah. Um, what do you think about like players that end up coming out of good college, but then when they get to like, for example, they get to the league and obviously you don't have experience in the league yet and that's your goal. But like, what do you think about players that like are big names in college, but then get to the league and they're like nobodies? Like, what do you, th- what do you, how do you think uh, that transitions? <clears throat> Well, I wouldn't say they're nobodies. I mean, they're not, getting not like that because anybody yeah, yeah. that makes it like to the to the NFL, to the MLB, yeah. to the NBA, you're not, you're, you're never if you a nobody. There, yeah, if, if you, you get, get there, there you win automatically. But in terms of like popularity wise, like you see how like Steph Curry came out of Davidson. Yeah. Let's say if Steph Curry came out of Davidson, but then end, ends up being a like somebody that's not talked about like he is right now. Well, how do you think? How do you think that plays like? Do you think it plays out because of pressure? Do you think that plays out just because he's not developed or he just doesn't have it? Like, what do you think accommodates to that? I mean, not necessarily pressure. I just think everybody's journey is different. I think there's a lot of guys who can come out of low schools and get to the NBA and they'll have breakout years in the NBA and and they'll show that they belong. And there's also guys who are just overhyped. They're overrated. They go to the high school. uh, They have a solid year at high school and then they go to the NBA and then they can't they can't compete with guys that was at low school. So like it it just depends. I feel like everybody everybody's journey is different. And if you really want to make a name for yourself, it's just it's just hard work. Cause at the end of the day, whether no matter what school you're at, whether it's division one, division two, II, division three, whatever school it is, you still gotta prove yourself. And you still gotta prove on the court that you're better than that person. I'm gonna give you one player that people tend to call overrated and then low key gets me tight. Um, that came out of, uh, I think he came out of Kentucky. And, oh, Julius Randle. Mm. They say that he had a nice career with Kentucky, but then when he came into the NBA, until he got the Knicks over the hump, I should say, last year, that he was very overrated. Well, Julius Randle's one guy I wasn't really, I didn't, I wasn't really a huge fan of Julius Randle. I didn't look into his game as much. I wasn't really watching him like that, so I wouldn't be able to really comment on 
or just Julius Randle coming out of Kentucky and stuff like that. Because I, I feel like I didn't watch him enough to really have a say on that. You think he's the star guy for us? Uh, currently, yeah, yes, yes. What do is. you think they? What do you think they need to put around him to finally get it? Because it's looking like we're not even going to make the play-in tournament this year if we keep slacking off like we are. Well, I think, I think if we can get a solid All-Star point guard. That will really, I really help. It'll do a lot. Dame Lillard. <laughs> Dame Lillard. I would love if Ja came to New York. Like, I'll tell you one thing. I would have not been upset if we got CJ McCullen. CJ. I don't know how CJ would fit in with Because we York, have so many guards. And we got, R- I don't know, because we kind of got RJ. We played the 2-3. I mean, CJ would CJ would definitely be an asset, but... um. I feel like we just need a really, a really, really good veteran All Star guard. Yeah, that's what we really need. I'll take, I'll take Dame any day. I'll take Dame any I'll day. I'll take of the week. Yeah, Dame any sure. day. They were talking. Remember, they were talking about. Uh, you were one of the advocates that did not want De'Aaron Fox, uh, and you said, I think you told me that there were so many guards. Yeah, I wasn't he, a huge fan. I love De'Aaron Fox. I, I like his game. I just that's the guy huge, we should have drafted just, instead of poisoning. I just wasn't a huge fan <laughs> of him coming to New York because I, I didn't know if he would really fit in at New York. I remember everybody was saying that the Knicks were, should have drafted him instead of Porzingis. Yeah. 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 I mean, I wonder how that would have played out. Because then look how Porzingis low-key turned out for us until we drafted him. Yeah. Um, but that was a lot of talk about De'Aaron Fox coming to New York. I, I honestly, to be honest with you, only reason a lot of people wanted him to come to New York to begin with was because they wanted Julius Randle out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like, Julius Randle yeah. is not in people's good graces right now with everything that's going on. Um, but I know you do have, when it comes to that whole situation with him and the fans, I know you do have a perspective on you. You said, I think you said something about how, you know, it, it's a lot of work to keep putting up, you know, 20, 30 points a game. And they yeah, expect it think, to be so easy. I just think... Um, me personally, I just think playing in New York, playing in Madison Square Garden is probably one of the hardest things you have to do as Absolutely. an NBA player. Like, Absolutely. Playing for them because you have one good game, you're the hero. You have one bad game, you're the villain. Like, it's just like, it's really hard. But, um, I feel like a lot of, coming from a, like me playing basketball, I feel like a lot of people like who, who hasn't played, who hasn't touched the basketball in their whole lifetime has a lot to say about what a player like this should be doing, shouldn't be doing, where he should be going. When I just feel like, they don't have enough knowledge to really make a judgment on that. And, like, I feel like a lot of people don't understand that playing in the NBA is not an easy task. No, like, it might seem not. Like, it might seem like it's really easy and you laughing and stuff like that. But even a lot of people came out, Kevin Love, saying he was depressed. Like, it's not easy to do because you have to go out. You have to perform. You have to just keep, keep, keep working on it. Like, every single day, day in, day out, probably barely talk to your families and stuff like that. It's, it's just really hard to do. So when, when people... Um, people in the crowd, like they want to make it seem like it's like an easy task to go out and just play in the NBA. It's, it's really not. It's probably one of the hardest things to do, actually. I mean, Kyrie's kind of going through that situation right now. Uh, he gets yeah. he gets the most hate out of it because of the fact that man doesn't want to get a shot. Yeah, like you know, he makes he puts honestly whether you like Kyrie or not, he puts pressure on the Nets because you sign a guy that's supposed to be your everyday point guard, mm-hmm. starting point guard, and he's only there for half the season. He's only there. He's only a part timer, I should say. Yeah. And you know, there's some ups and downs about it. Uh, it's a tough situation. It's a Brooklyn tough situation, it exactly. Um, but you, you're also in a situation where it's like, you know, you make this trade with 
Joel Embiid and uh, I mean not Joel Embiid, James Harden and Ben Simmons, you get he's not in Kyrie's level, but you get a, a point guard in Seth Curry who was kind of yeah, I like getting his he was getting in his rhythm in Philly before they trade him. I mean, you saw how comfortable he was. Uh, so I can understand having Seth as an everyday you know starting point guard at home when Kyrie's not playing. But yeah, but I, Seth is more like a two guard to me. I don't I, think he really is really a point guard. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, but I feel like Brooklyn kind of... Because uh, Patty Mills isn't really going to cut it, in my he's opinion. He's a, he just plays... He's, he's yeah. a role player. He plays his role. That, that That's he's my thing. Like that. When you talk about some like a starting point guard, I don't think Patty Mills cuts it. Mm-hmm. I think when, when it comes to Kyrie, I'm not saying... You know, just damn take the damn shot. Like, yeah. I mean, take take the shot and just forget about your. Obviously, everybody has their own opinion and everybody has their yeah, own yeah. feelings towards the vaccine. Yeah. But he, I don't think he understood the situation he put Brooklyn in. You know I mean, what I'm saying? I don't think he sat. Ba- I don't think he sat back and said, "Oh wait, my team's gonna be like without me." Like I said, it's a tough situation. I don't think he's just doing it just to be, just to say, like, oh, like. I don't. I don't think he's doing it just for no reason. I mean, yeah. he has his own reasons, personal reasons of why he's doing it. But um, I'm not gonna really make a statement on like. I mean, it, it's hard because I don't think he's going out there and just generally trying to like put his teammates down and let them down purposely. Like, I don't no, think yeah, that, yeah. that's what's happening. And but yeah, that's that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, um, I feel like he didn't like think it through. I felt like he thought, you know, they're 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 gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. And you saw once he once he wasn't playing, they went through a bad stretch. They did. They went through. I mean, KD was out. They didn't have. That him. didn't help. KD James Harden wasn't. You could tell James Harden wasn't comfortable. Yeah. He looks more comfortable in Philly than what he did in Brooklyn. Yeah, it's that's, just that simple. Like absolutely. Um, how do you think Philly's gonna be mm-hmm. now that James Harden is with Joel Embiid? Well, I think, think James Harden's playing some good basketball right now. You think they make the Eastern Conference Finals? Yeah. Absolutely. What's your What's your matchup for Eastern Conference Finals? What's your matchup for the Eastern Conference Finals and then the Western Conference Finals? Mm, that's a good question. Eastern, uh, I think Milwaukee's there again. Maybe Milwaukee, Miami. I was I was gonna say Milwaukee, Miami. You maybe read, maybe, yep. maybe Milwaukee, Miami. You read my mind. Yep. And then West, Western. Mm. I'll tell you mine, and you tell me if I'm if I'm like way off or if I'm there. F- Phoenix and Grizzlies, I think, and and the reason that I put Grizzlies in there because I think they're on a good roll and they're like a, the they're a sleeper, they're on like a good a, role, like Atlanta. Remember they, Atlanta? They, they Atlanta made the Eastern Conference Finals, and then mark my words right now, Memphis will choke in the playoffs. Okay, why why you say that? Memphis will choke in the playoffs. Why you say that? Because I they don't they're they're playing good basketball right now, but. Playoff basketball is different. They do don't not have be many surprised. veterans. Do not be surprised if LeBron <laughs> finds a way to take his team to the finals this year. This year? I'm marking that. I'm saying that right now. They make the play-in tournament, but I don't think they're getting out. Do not be First of all. Nope. That means it's coming no. for 50 ball last night. Look. That's fine. No team no team wants to see LeBron in the playing game. I don't. It doesn't matter. So no team it, wants so to see let's him say, in the playing Let's game. say, okay. So... If he ends up running into Phoenix in the playoffs, you think he's he's beating Phoenix? I think he finds a way to beat Phoenix. I think they find nah, a way. nah. I think I Phoenix think they is find more a way. hungrier. I think Phoenix is listen. If Phoenix look, I am not a Lakers fan. I'm the opposite of a Lakers. I'm fan. a we're both but, Knicks fans. But I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> tell you like this: LeBron might find a way. LeBron's been there. He has experience. 
He knows what it takes. He knows they're down this year. But I think he finds a way. Yeah, I think I, he I finds think they, a way. I think they struggle automatically because of one guy, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis was Remember, once Anthony Davis went down last year in that playing tournament, they were done. And that then Westbrook's true. not in his groove. Carmelo Anthony is the only guy besides Malik Monk that I can say has really, like, proved the doubters wrong. But it's going to be the next man up. That's that's how they're going to have to play. Next man up. When somebody goes down, next man up. That's how it's going to go. They, they're going to learn. If he has to play without AD, whatever it is, he has to play without AD. Like, they'll, he'll, he'll find a way. Whatever you think they you think Russell Westbrook's coming back? I Absolutely don't think so. Not. I do not think Absolutely so. Absolutely not. I don't think so. I would be very shocked if he did come back. I'm I'm a, and I'm gonna tell you why I don't want him on the Knicks. I'm, I'm gonna tell you why I don't want him on the York. I don't I don't want him on the Knicks just because him. of the the way he like carries himself. Um, like I said, Russell Westbrook is one of the all time elite guards in the league. Yeah. But I think once he struggles, he lets it get to him. And the pressure in New York. I mean, you see Julius Randle right now. Julius Randle is getting eaten alive because it's not even about the pressure in New York. It's just like he he just doesn't fit what we need what right we need. now. Yeah, at all. I think I think a lot of fans because uh, when the trade deadline was coming up, a lot of fans wanted Russell Westbrook, and I was just looking at them like, "What do you? I don't want him." They wanted De'Aaron Fox. I don't want him. The only guy. In our radar, that I'm surprised we didn't go after was Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard, even though he would not be playing right now, at least we know. Oh, next year we got him, yeah. because he still, I think he still has like a, a like two more years in his contract or yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, but yeah. honestly, I ca- I can't wait from uh, to see what happens with the Knicks. I mean, it's That's looking not like we're not going anywhere. <laughs> well, never, never, come never say out. never. But never the only chance we got right now is playing tournament. Um, they need to if they're gonna build around Julius Randle, they need to give him some help because Evan Fournier does not count. Evan Fournier gotta go. Alec Burt gotta go. Um, Derrick Rose needs to come back. We I think we keep Mitchell Robinson because he's obviously he's 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 a solid uh center. Yeah. Um. They need to build around RJ Barrett, and too we also we also could get Zion. Um, if, the, want, if there's well, a, I want Zion knows the question. I don't, and I'm gonna tell you why. I got I got hate on on Twitter for this. A lot of people said that that if we get Zion, he changes like he he'll his because remember he said he didn't want to play with the Pelicans. He want he wants to leave. Mm-hmm. They're saying uh, they're saying that if he comes to New York, he's gonna be comfortable. He's he's gonna get on his shit. He's gonna you know stay healthy. I don't think that I don't think that happens, and I don't want to take that risk because what happens if the same if the shit that he's going through in in, in New Orleans he brings it over here and it continues? Yeah. Why am I gonna take that chance? Yeah, yeah. I think we failed when we didn't sign uh, Demar Derozan. Yeah, we could have been the Bulls. You do realize that, right? I don't. I wouldn't say we could have been the Bulls because Zach Levine and Alex Caruso play a huge part in the Bulls. So I, Absolutely. I wouldn't say just getting DeMar DeRozan. But I think adding DeMar DeRozan and, and Lonzo it definitely changes would. a shift in this team. And we wouldn't be as bad as we are. It does. Because then I think it makes Julius Randle, RG Barrett more comfortable. Definitely. I think so. You have, definitely. You have DeMar DeRozan. Even if you put RG Barrett as a shooting guard. And you have, uh, and you have RJ. You put Julius Randle as a power forward. Yeah. 
you put RJ as a uh, as a as a shooting guard. You put Demar Derozan as a small forward. It might be vice versa. RJ as a small you forward. Put RJ at the three, Derozan at the, the two. two, and then you have um, Lonzo on the one because I feel like they trade or they don't get Kemba. Yeah. If you get Lonzo, you don't get Kemba. Yeah. You have Derrick Rose coming as a six man. Like think about that. Look how solid we would be. Yeah. And uh, unless uh, you know, take away from the fact that Derrick Rose got injured, but look how solid that team would be. I don't know. Maybe I'm just fucking too depressed watching Game Two every fucking time. Like, no. I be I be going on YouTube and I just be typing in Knicks Hawks Game Two. I be like, <laughs> damn, like what the hell, man? I, I want that feeling back. You were there. He no, was man. he was here in my crib. We were watching Game Two on the TV and I was hype as fuck. Yeah, it was like some good times. I feel like we should have beat Atlanta. I wanted to be Atlanta bad, but. Atlanta got a nice, nice little team too over there. So, I mean, we could have been up two zero against them. We should have won game two, game one as well. Yeah, if it wasn't for sure. that floater that Trey Young dropped. Sure. So, coming up towards the end, what's your goals for next for next season? Uh, now that you kind of got to reminisce your first, you know, your first year yeah. of college ball, and yeah. you're kind of watching, you know, you've been watching March Madness yeah. even before you got to college ball. Like, yeah. I know that's. The main goal for like everybody, y'all trying to get to March Madness next yeah, year. Next y'all year, trying next to, year we're gonna make it you know, win chip. What's the what's the one like? What's the goal for next year? Because I know you, how many you got. What five times, uh, rookie of the week, right? Yeah, six times rookie. Of the six week, times yeah. rookie of the week. So you're kind of getting just noticed based off that. Like yeah. what? What's your goal for next year? What What are you trying well, to accomplish year, as for the team overall and just in, as an individual player? Well, next year, um. As I said, I'm going to be a sophomore, so I think the role is going to expand. Um, I'm going to have a, a bigger role than I had my first year. I think I'm going to play a lot. I think I'm going to play more. I play like 30-something minutes, 30-something minutes freshman year. So I think I'm going to play like 35 sophomore year. I'm definitely going to have a, a big role. Um, as as in team-wise, we're going to we're gonna try and get a championship. We think we have all, we have all the tools. We have guys coming back, same guys coming back from last year, and, and I think we have what it takes to win the championship. So I think that's definitely the goal. Individually, uh I never settle I never settle for something low. So I'm gonna say player of the year and first team. And first team any team player of the year. That's definitely the goal. There's one question that I gotta ask before before we, we end it here. Is UConn on that list to get them back after that first that first game of the season? Cause, cause we were all watching. <laughs> Not to not to shit on your parade, but I know I I know that had to be tough. We'll see you come next year. <laughs> oh, oh shit, I can't wait. But yeah, that wraps it up here for this episode. Uh thanks for everybody that's always tuning in no matter what. Uh this is the interview with Andre Snotty from Central Connecticut University. Say say your final thoughts and goodbye. Yes, sir. Appreciate appreciate you for having me up here, man. Bless. Glad to be able to talk hoops and some college life. Always, always. All right, guys. We'll see you on the next episode.